When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about why a Roth has more bang for your buck. So we have the classic debate, right? A Roth versus a traditional IRA. And it seems like I cannot do podcasts about this enough. I get asked this question all the time, you know, which should I choose? Which is better? I don't know which way to go. And, you know, again, I'll say this over and over and over again. When it comes to personal finance, I can give you all the tools in the toolkit, but you have to put it through the lens of your own situation, right? Um, 
I mean, some of us like chocolate cake. Some of us like vanilla cake. Uh, Some of us like chocolate frosting. Some of us like buttercream frosting, right? We're all different. So it's really hard when it comes to personal finance to just blanket statement anything. And that's what I get really frustrated with is, you know, there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of articles out there that it's it's straight like you should do this or you should do that. And, you know, I get so frustrated with that because it just doesn't work that way. There, This is not a one-size-fits-all, right? There are some strategies, there are some tips, there are some suggestions that are going to work for you, for your family, for your future, and there are others that aren't. And that's just the reality. I mean, that's really why you got to... You got to really educate yourself, you know, listen to this podcast, go listen to lots of other podcasts, read articles, you know, talk to people that um, are in similar situations as yourself, get lots of opinions, and then figure out what works for you, right? Because this is, it is just not a one size fits all. And that's what gets me so frustrated about personal finance advice is a lot of people out there that are blogging, that are talking, I mean, they literally think it's the lay of the land. I mean, that's why I get so frustrated sometimes at all these posts about how you have to be debt-free. You have to like just kill yourself to pay off every single penny of debt when, see, I'm getting like so far ahead of myself that I'm so passionate about this. It's just, it's just not reality. I mean, the reality is, again, this stuff isn't linear, right? You're going to have times where you're going to have great success. You're going to get far ahead, you're going to be saving a lot. And then you're gonna have other times when you're not. And I just feel like there aren't enough people out there talking about that, right? Being debt free is great. I mean, that is a great goal. And I'm certainly not going to, I would pat anyone on the back give them a high five for that. I mean, that that is a great achievement. It is an awesome achievement. It takes a lot of work and effort. But for others, you know, there's a struggle with that, right? And you're not always able to pay off your debt. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always make sense for you to pay off your mortgage. It doesn't always make sense for you to not have a car payment and things like that. And so I think we've just created this society where especially young people are so freaking stressed out about having no debt that that's the marker that you're set yourself to. And I just don't, I don't want you to fall into that trap. So that was a complete segue from what we're talking about today. But, um, I just, I feel like it's, it's just, I I can't say that enough. So Going back to our friends, the Roth versus the IRA, probably the most comprehensive analysis I've found on the subject was on a recent article about NerdWallet of IRA versus Roth in terms of return, which is better. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You should definitely go and check it out. Read the article. There were so many bits of information in there. I'm just going to highlight a few of them on the podcast, but I think it's definitely worth your read. Um, what I found was so fascinating about this, and it's not fascinating because I know this to be true, but I think the way that they laid it out in the analysis, and um, which is another reason why you want, I want you to read this, I think is what makes it so powerful. So what they found is the higher that your retirement tax rate is, so that, that tax rate bracket that you're in when you retire, the more the Roth actually wins against the traditional IRA, which makes sense. And What they also found is their study looked at the max contributions for 30 years. And right now for 2017, you can contribute $5,500 to a Roth or to an IRA, right? And 
So what they found was over this, this period of time that the accumulation, it gets, gets bigger and juicier and better the higher your tax rate is in retirement. Well, the problem is if you're sitting here in your 20s or early 30s, you have no, you probably don't even know what your current tax rate is, right? Let alone what it's going to be in like 30, 40 years. So it's, it's really difficult to kind of pre-think that. But if I just want you to think kind of the logic behind this, right? And where they're coming from. So again, let's just do a quick review. So the Roth, you put in after-tax money into the Roth and it grows tax deferred, right? And then when you go to retire, you take money out, but you're not paying any tax on that money. So the theory is that you're now potentially in a lower tax bracket than you will be in the future. It has some merit, right? The IRA works in reverse. So you potentially, depending on what type of retirement uh, plan you do or don't have at work, can get a deduction with the money that you put into the IRA. Again, it grows tax deferred. And then when you retire, whatever money you take out is taxable. So the theory behind that is, you know, if you if you're in a higher tax bracket now than you think you will be in the future when you go to retire, then that scenario works better for you. But, you know, I mean, it's who has a crystal ball? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know this stuff, right? I I don't know what tax bracket you're going to be in. I don't know um you you know, traditionally people thought that when they go to retire they're going to be a lower tax bracket. But that hasn't always held true, which is why there's, you know, really some power behind the Roth. So I just want to read some of the comments from the article and then kind of talk about them. So uh, the Nerd article, Nerd Wallet article says that Roth IRA contributions are made with after-tax dollars. We know that, right? Which means every contribution has a higher effective cost. Listen to this. To make a $5,500 contribution, the current annual contribution limit, at a tax rate of 25%, you also have to pay an additional $1,833 in taxes, right? So what they're saying is to make that contribution, because that is with after-tax dollars, it's effectively a higher contribution that you need to make now. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress toward your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless... 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. But if you put that $5,500 into a traditional IRA, that money goes in pre-tax. We just talked about that. Um, which means the cost to you is just the $5,500, assuming you're eligible for the deduction. That makes the traditional IRA a better deal in the short run And it's likely one reason why most savers opt for a traditional IRA, right? Because if you're just thinking about it under that context, it makes more sense. But then they go on to say that according to a 2016 data from the Investment Company Institute, 25% of U.S. households have a traditional IRA, while only 17% have a Roth. Even though those numbers include all income levels, among those who meet Roth eligibility limits, the traditional IRA still leads by a significant margin. And I think that's really because, you know, we know what we know, right? And, and anytime a different or unusual concept gets introduced to us, our initial reaction is, well, that's either too good to be true or I don't know about it. Like there's skepticism that creeps in. So the IRA has been around for a long time and the Roth came into the picture people are like, wait a minute, I can invest in the Roth. And then when I retire, I take money out. And it's not taxed. That can't be right. Right. And you may even be in that position now where you're thinking that, wait a minute, there's got to be a catch to that. There's going to be a loophole to that. And there really isn't any loophole. It's just a relatively new concept in the terms of retirement. We know about 401ks. We know about IRAs and this Roth thing. Ah, about that. Like I hear all these articles and I hear my friends in Ross, but but I don't know about that, right? And so again, this is the whole thing about like filtering it through your lens and through your family and you know the different goals that you have and even where you're at financially. 
the Roth may or may not be a good choice for you. All right, so then the article goes on to say, however, to evaluate those accounts fairly, an investor must compare the Roth IRA balance at retirement to the after-tax balance of their traditional IRA. Hmm, here's where it gets interesting. When $30,000 is withdrawn from a traditional IRA, the IRS takes a cut, right? We just talked about that. Exactly how much depends on an unknown future tax rate, but will likely be seven, seven, several, I should say, several thousands dollars, right? Um, usually anywhere between like 20 to 30% on average is what kind of you're going to be giving up to the tax man. But when $30,000 comes out of a Roth IRA in retirement, that $30,000 reaches the retiree free of taxes. So here's kind of the, the crux behind it. And this is really when, as the article says, the Roth IRA outshines the traditional IRA. And they have this great table that shows how much better off you could be investing in a Roth IRA, giving a different uh, both current and then retirement tax rate. And so, I, again, you got to go over to the article. You got to check out the article because it's super compelling. So, the higher your tax rate is, the more this investment in the Roth really pays off. And it starts to become a, a potentially fairly large number, again, depending on the tax rate. And again, this is assuming that you make max contributions every single year and that you have at least 30 years until retirement and you average a 6% annual rate of return. Again, those are question marks because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the market's going to do. We don't know what your career is going to look like. We don't know how long you're going to be in the market. So there are a lot of X factors, and that's what makes planning for retirement in your 20s and 30s ah tricky. That's why I call it lifestyle planning, right? You're, you're planning for lifestyle options down the road. And I really think that's how you should think about it. But there are some caveats. There's some caveats that I want to kind of address. So the traditional IRA contributions might not be taxable depending on what retirement plan you have offered at work. And this is something to think about, right? Because this does make, you know, potentially a difference. So if you have a 401k at work and you're contributing to your 401k, you know, maybe you do go and set up a Roth if you're eligible for the Roth because it's a balancing act, right? So while your 401k works a lot like the IRA, meaning you put pre-tax money in, but then you take money out taxed, you've got the Roth, which is different, right? It's um, like the yang to the yin or the yin to the yang or however you want to think about it, right? Um, so it's different. It's going to operate different. So, you know, it could balance out for you. Another thing that a lot of people don't talk about, and this gets me really frustrated, they mention it in this article, but everybody kind of glazes over this, is the Roth does have income restrictions for contributions. And this is something that you should think about. So in 2017, if you're a single filer, the phase out for your contribution begins at 118000 and you're ineligible to contribute at $133,000. Now, for a lot of you listening, you're like, God, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit that amount, but some of you are already there. And here's where it makes the difference for married filers. The phase out starts at 186,000 and then you're ineligible at $196,000. 
That means that if you have a combined income over $196,000, which I know a lot of the listeners on this podcast do, you can't contribute to the Roth anymore. So a lot of times people ask me, well, should I start a Roth? And my follow-up question is, well, how close are you to the phase-out? If you're super-duper close, I don't know if it makes sense for you to start a Roth where maybe you got one or two years of money into it, and then you can't contribute anymore. I mean, that's great for you. You're earning more money. I mean, that's what I want for you, right? I want you to rise in your career. I want you to make a really good living. But I just, I don't want you to get sucked down the kind of Roth like vacuum thinking that it's the only option for you or it, it, it's the most glamorous option for you because everybody else is talking about a Roth. It just may not be a fit for you, right? You may need to look at other things. Maybe you, maybe you set up a traditional IRA or maybe you set up a, you know, a taxable account or maybe you look at cash value life insurance or, you know, there's lots of other options out there for you. So again, my first question to everyone is always, how close are you to that income limit? Because if you're super, super duper close and you know in the next year or two, you're going to get over it. Well, I don't know if it makes sense. Maybe it does. I mean, there's always an argument to whatever you have in there. Sure. Whatever money you have in your Roth, it's still going to continue to grow. You can still invest that money. You can still take it out when you retire tax-free. So all of that holds true but you just can't contribute anymore to it. And if we think about sort of the theory behind compounding, the power of compounding is that you put money in and it's like a tiny little, 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 little tiny snowball when you begin, right? But that snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more you push that snowball down the hill, the bigger that puppy gets. And the more it compounds, the bigger it gets, the better it is for you. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about it with that logic, you know, just having a couple of years in the Roth, like how big is that snowball going to get? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't have the answer for you. That's for, for you to decide. That's for, you know, you to figure out with your own, um, situation. But I just, I want you to have something to think about because, you know, everybody always talks about the great sides about the Roth. And I think this article is, is so brilliantly laid out. I mean, it really is a compelling case for a Roth is not only maybe a great idea now, but in the future, my gosh, depending on your tax rate, it could be an awesome advantage to you with the you know caveat that can you contribute to it? Can you contribute to it for 30 years? It may or may not work for you. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. 
daily true crime. Everyday Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. Okay, another caveat. Um, Again, we talked about having this balance between pre-tax and after-tax money. It's a great way to balance out your withdrawals. It works really well for people sometimes. If you have a 401k at work and your work offers matching funds, it's supreme. It, it, it just, it's the best answer. If your 401k has matching at work, it's free money. Matching equals free money. Um, yes, you may have to stay at your company for a few years to be completely vested, but it is free money. I mean, it can help that little snowball get so big so fast um, it is a reason why in my early 20s, uh, had a 401k that was particularly large was because of matching funds. So that is the best bet. That is going to uh, trump any other option right out of the gate if you are a young investor. Another thing is a lot of times people have multiple IRAs and multiple Roths. And why there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing You can have as many as you wish, right? But I want you to think about, again, the snowball idea, right? So if we can put all of our Ross together, if we can put all of our IRA money together, we can get that snowball bigger. We can get that snowball compounding. But one thing you cannot do is, well, I shouldn't say you cannot because you actually can, but there's a tax consequence between converting an IRA to a Roth or um, the other way around. Most people wouldn't do the other way around, but let's just talk about IRA to the Roth. There is a tax consequence because uh, remember, you haven't paid any money potentially on the funds that you've put in the Roth, or I should say in the IRA. See, I'm getting these, I'm getting these all jumbled up in my head because I get so excited about this topic. So you've taken and put pre-tax contributions on the IRA, right? So then if you want to convert it to a Roth, there's a tax consequence associated with that. So let's just think about it like, you know, an IRA is an apple and a Roth is an orange, right? They're two different fruits. So we we don't want to put the fruits together. We want to keep those different. So, you know, if you leave a job and you have a 401k, most likely you're going to do a direct rollover into an IRA, right? You're not going to roll that over into Roth unless your 401k contributions were a Roth. So you kind of have to think like for like when we're talking about the IRA or the Roth. I hope that makes sense. And hopefully I haven't confused you too much. Um, I just, I, I love this subject. Again, I get, I get so passionate talking about these things because I think that, um, you know, it's, it's almost like we point people down a tunnel, like the Roth is the supreme best choice. And it is with um, an asterisk mark. You know, it all depends on so many different factors. And there are even a lot of factors that you don't know now. And you you shouldn't know. You can't know. There's no way that you can know. There's no way that you can know now the situation you're going to be in 30 plus years. It's impossible for you to figure out. So the best thing you can do is look at articles, listen to podcasts, read up on, uh, you know, these different subjects, and then figure out what works for you. But also, 
Think about those income restrictions. Think about where you are in your career. What kind of career are you in? Are you in a career where, you know, in the next couple of years, you're gonna you're gonna really grow in that career. You you have the potential to earn a, a lot of income in the next couple of years. You know, where are you? And then be realistic with your situation, and then kind of apply that logic to these findings to figure out whether this makes sense for you or not. Either way you go. And again, this is another thing that frustrates me so much. Look, if you're saving for retirement, you're winning. I don't care where you're saving. I don't care if it's in a 401k and a Roth and IRA. I don't care where you're saving. I don't care if you're putting money in a cash value life insurance policy. I don't care what you're doing. As long as you're saving money in something that is reasonably going to outpace inflation, you're ahead of the game. So I don't want you to get so... um, frustrated or perplexed over which you should choose, I want you to just choose something and go with it. Because there are, you know, I mean, you can, you can Google retirement stories. I mean, the more money you can accumulate, the better off you're going to be, the more choices you're going to have down the road. Can you control your investment returns to an extent? Yes. But to an extent, no, who knows what the stock market's going to do. So I don't want you to freak out about that. I want you to do the best that you can. I want you to figure out your investment strategy based off of your own your own philosophy. You know, what do you want to invest in? Uh, do you want to be conservative? Do you want to be aggressive? Do you want to invest in socially responsible? What What do you want, right? Don't follow what everybody else is doing. Figure out what you want to do, but do something. Make a move, right? You got to get in something that starts to out earn inflation, and savings accounts just aren't going to cut it. All right. So again, click over on the link in the show notes, check out this NerdWallet uh, article. It's a great analysis. I definitely think it's worth a win, uh, worth a read. It's worth a win too, because this is a win. <laughs> I'm getting my words all jumbled up today. That's how you can tell um, that my brain is working so far ahead. Um, but I love this subject. I think it's great. I get asked this question all the time. And uh, I think it's really important to point out the great the great aspects of investing in a Roth, but then also the realities and the different questions that you should think about. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.